0: Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked 15 and you will receive 15% off your next order. I am James Yarko, joined as always by David Harrison. You can find everything that we're doing over at bucksnation.com. Make sure you follow along on Twitter at lockedonbucks, at jarko underscore bucks, at dharrison82 and at bucks underscore nation. We'd like to welcome in all of our new and returning listeners. If you're new to the show, please subscribe. And for those of you that subscribe on Apple Podcasts, yeah, we we apologize for any problems that you may have received, but it seems like those have been cleared up, David.
2: Yeah, it, it seems like Apple is, is finally figuring out the problem there. There there was a, a little bit of an issue with downloads coming up. Um, if you are still having issues with the Apple downloads, check out the Odyssey app. It's just as streamlined, just as user friendly, uh, if not even more so, actually. And all the shows are populating there. Like normal. On today's episode, James, to kick off the week, we're going to be discussing the weekend's rookie camp, the rookies for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, getting a couple days of practice in with the coaching staff and some comments coming out of that and some observations. We're going to talk Friday today and then tomorrow we're going to talk about the second day of practices as well and some of the press conference clips coming out of that. And then we're going to be fielding a schedule related voicemail from a member of Bucks Nation. But first, Antonio Brown. Back in the news and not for signing his deal with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that has been reportedly agreed to uh, some time ago now, actually longer than I expected it to go unsigned. Uh, But Antonio Brown in the news again, because he is being sued by a moving truck driver uh, per ESPN's report. Anton Tumanov, if I'm saying that correctly, is seeking more than $30,000 in damages with the lawsuit saying he was, quote, met with resistance and violence, end quote, along with a refusal to pay. Uh, The suit says Tumanov suffered severe bodily injuries and mental anguish in the incident. According to court documents for the criminal case obtained by TMZ last year, Brown threw a rock at the driver's moving truck as part of a dispute over pay. Brown later forced his way into the driver's side of the main cabin of the truck and began to physically strike the driver after the disagreement escalated. Brown was then restrained by his associates and quote that again, according to a report filed by ESPN.
1: Yeah. And Brown, of course, served that eight game suspension back in 2020 for multiple violations of the NFL's personal conduct policy, which included this criminal case, as well as an accusation of sexual misconduct at his home by an artist who was working there in 2017.
2: Yeah. And of course, I think a lot of people, James, the question that they're going to have now is, does this have anything to do? With the resigning of Antonio Brown again, he agreed to this deal, uh, this one-year deal with the franchise. Reportedly, I mean, it, it feels like forever ago. It wasn't that long ago, but I think it was what two, two and a half weeks ago, maybe by now. Uh, but has yet to actually sign the contract as you know, as of as of the time of this reporting, anyways, has, has yet to uh, sign the contract. And I, I gotta admit, James, I for one have kind of been wondering like what the holdup is because. Listen, we all know the NFL and we all know business, right? Right? Deals are not deals until they're signed and the ink is dry. Like until Antonio Brown puts ink to paper and pen to, to contract, there is nothing that actually says the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are resigning. Agreeing is one thing, and maybe you know if they were to back out, there could be like a grievance through the NFLPA and and all this other noise. But let's be honest with you, it's Antonio Brown. Most most teams are probably going to get away with backing out of a deal uh, with him. And, and like you mentioned, he's already been suspended for this. So really, unless Something new comes out of this lawsuit uh, because the NFL isn't bound by the criminal court, so there you have the criminal case with its evidence and all that stuff. So unless something new is presented in this civil suit uh, that the NFL didn't know about before, I guess in theory, if if there was new information, they could reassess, you know, the suspension and maybe say, you know, well, we need four more games, something like that. I don't think it's likely uh, to happen. I feel like it, you know we probably came out with everything in the in the criminal process. Now this is just. Uh, The victim of the case looking to get damages. And I mean, $30,000, well, more than $30,000. So I mean, somewhere between 30,001 and and 39,999, because I mean, you figure if it's 40, they're going to say 40. Uh, Really, I mean, it it, it comes to professional athlete lawsuits, James is actually pretty, pretty small on on the Richter scale. Uh, but I don't know it, it, am I, am I off base here? Do you think maybe this is part of why Antonio hasn't actually signed his contract yet or is maybe just a, maybe he's on vacation? I don't know.
1: I honestly don't think this has anything to do with his not having signed the deal yet. you know the, the Bucks were well aware of all of this. they they knew what was going down and yeah, I understand a civil suit kind of throws a little bit of a wrinkle in it, but he's Antonio Brown's not going to get punished again for this incident. Um, you know the the one thing that he's facing as far as potential punishment is from the settlement that he had with his other accuser uh, and I apologize I I cannot remember her name but his former trainer that had levied those accusations against him he has not faced discipline for that so there could be that hanging over his head but again that's another situation that the Buccaneers were aware of they uh, they understood that this was a possibility. I don't think anything's going to stem from this civil suit. Antonio Brown's going to cut him a check. Everything's going to end up going away. And honestly, it all could have been avoided if he had just written the original check way back when all of this went down. And then none of this would have come up, but you know, having not paid for it and, and now yeah, you know, the uh, the mover is looking for a little bit of help, or, or not help, but he, you know he's looking for a little bit of justice and a little bit of repayment for everything that went down. So, yeah, I don't think this impacts his re-signing whatsoever. I still think that all gets finalized here sooner rather than later. Hey, Bucks fans, listen up, NewGenics. The number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC is offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America. To get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T, text DRAFT to 231231. This unique man-boosting formula is powered by testafin which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels and increase energy and lean muscle mass. Plus, you text now, they're going to include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo their most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredient key ingredients to help you get back in shape. All, all absolutely free. Text DRAFT to 231231. That's DRAFT to 231231. Message and data rates may
2: apply. Decades of data show that investors that trade individual stocks underperform the market every year. In fact, only 1% of day traders beat the market. The odds are not in your favor if you're doing it alone. Team up with Wealthfront instead. Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 20.25% advisory fee. Best of all, it's automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com. Slash locked on NFL to get your first five thousand dollars managed for free for life. Go to wealthfront.com slash locked on NFL. That's W E A L T H F R O N T dot com slash locked on NFL to start growing your savings. Go to wealthfront.com slash locked on NFL and get started today. Back now, segment two here the Locked On Bucks podcast. David Harrison and James Jarko talking rookie mini camps here in segment two. We're starting with day one because it's day one, so why wouldn't we start there? And that, of course, was Friday. And, James, we're going to open up our recap and our reactions with an audio clip of Bruce Arians talking about kind of what the essence is of what they're trying to do with their rookies at minicamp this last weekend. Yes,
3: yeah, the biggest thing is, is throwing a lot of stuff at them seeing who can return who can come from a meeting to a walkthrough to a practice and the smart guys show up real quick, you know, and you find out how they learn. And there's a lot of things you can find out. Obviously some, some athletic ability, not the physicality.
2: All right. So that was Bruce Arians talking about just throwing a lot at the rookies, a lot of information, a lot of plays, a lot of schemes, a lot of reads. Uh, and he also went on to mention James, that everything they were going to learn Friday, they were going to lo- learn completely new stuff on Saturday, so day two going to be completely different from day one. Stop about drinking from a fire hose. Uh, he also went on to say that rookie linebacker KJ Britt, out of Auburn, uh, quote unquote, looks, walks, talks like a football player. And, and James, as soon as I heard Coach Arian say that, I went back to the to the Bucs Nation column that I wrote a while back about. Uh, the fact that KJ Britt was honestly surprised when he got drafted by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers said they only talked to the senior bowl. They didn't really have any follow-up meetings. He had meetings with other teams uh, and really thought that he had a lot more interest in some of those other teams. Didn't really have the Buccaneers on their radar on his radar. And then all of a sudden he's drafted. And I went back to an early quote from after Todd Bowles got hired to the franchise uh, staff writer there, Carmen Vitali, friend of the show did an amazing write up, uh, not just on Todd Bowles, but on all the coaches that came in as they were getting introduced to the fan base. And at one point in time during the conversation between Carmen and coach Bowles, they talked about having a football face and Carmen kind of went, you know, coach, what is a football face? Like, what does that even mean? And the quote that I took from her article was uh, from Bowles quote, it's just a look. You have a look that tells me what kind of player you are or aren't. It's different depending on the person. It's hard to describe, but I've never been wrong. End quote. So, I mean, It certainly seems like uh, K.J. Britt had that look, quote-unquote. Obviously, there's more to it. There's definitely some film study, all that stuff to it. But, I mean, again, you look at the lack of interaction uh, between the franchise and and the prospect, the draft pick, and then, yeah, Bruce Arians comes out day one after he practices for the first time in a Buccaneers uniform, said he looks, walks, talks like a football player. Certainly looks like K.J. Britt has the look, but also early on is getting some praise for his play as well.
1: Absolutely, and and I'm excited to see what, what K.J. Britt is able to do on the football field, but going back uh, to what Bruce said, I, I love that they throw a lot at him on day one and then throw a whole bunch of new stuff at him on day two. It, it really does kind of show – you know, it, it's that that fight or flight mentality, sink or swim, whatever whatever phrase you wanna use, which guys are going to really dive in and absorb this information as fast as they can? And what other guys are gonna take a little bit more time? Who's gonna take a little bit more work and who's gonna put in that work to be able to get on the same level as some of these other guys? So yeah, you know, there's there's only so much you can do in a couple of days, but I really like what the Buccaneers are doing here. Uh, David, to open the show, we heard from Joe Tryon, and um, he talked about, you know, how excited he is to get to work and everything. And, and, of course, we found out from Bruce Arians on Friday that Tryon had a minor knee procedure. It was just a scope. So he didn't participate in the rookie camps or, or drills or anything, and he was told by the coaches to focus on versatility, Tryon said he he's fine with playing a backup role to Shaq and to Jason Pierre-Paul, but he's preparing like he's going to start because you don't know when your number is going to be called. You don't know if Shaq or JPP were to, you know, hopefully not, but if they were to go down with an injury, guess who the guy is to step in? So to go in with that mentality that you're preparing as a starter, you're you know, you show up to work every day, you work every day expecting to be the guy whose number is called on Sunday and by preparing like that when your number does get called I you know you're going to go in there and you're going to make a difference and you're going to make those plays because that's what you expect to do as a football player as a first-round pick you expect to be on the field and make plays if you're going in there every day oh well I don't really have to do this a hundred percent because you know this is Shaq and JPP show no no you prepare like you're going to play a hundred percent of all the snaps every Sunday
2: no, absolutely. I mean, you need a guy that's got a really great work ethic to come into the situation. Again, talking about the Buccaneers bringing back all their starters and and most of their depth players as well from the Super Bowl team. It's it's a very unique situation. It kind of goes back to that question. I mean, a lot of uh, college prospects as they're getting ready for the NFL j- draft get asked. You know, would you rather be a super high draft pick uh, on a, on a on a struggling team that's in a rebuilding process, or would you rather be a later prospect and go to a team that's going to win now? And really, most people say, I just want to be able to contribute. Well, Joe Tryon is in a situation now where, you know, you can pretty much guarantee he's not going to be uh, a starter on the depth chart. Now, he might become a starter, like you said, you know, because of what could happen. That's why he's preparing that way, and that's great to hear. Uh, but I think that's one thing that attracted the Buccaneers to Joe in the first place. I mean, this is a guy who didn't play in the 2020 season, yet somehow came out of that 2020 year uh, looking better, looking improved as a, as an athlete and as a player uh, and what they could see in him. And, I mean, there were things that were kind of concerns about him coming out of 2019 as a player that he looked to have fixed in, in 2020, and again, you're you're talking about workouts and all that stuff. So it's hard to see uh, until you really get the pads on, and then even for Joe having that knee procedure, not being able to go full uh, and, and get involved in the physical aspects of the camp. But again, he's in a good situation where he can take time, he can heal. Bruce said he probably could have gone, but they they want to be you know they wanted to be smart about it and all that stuff, which is obviously the right thing to do. And then talking about guys having to be patient for their opportunity to perform. Kyle Trask uh the backup quarterback has some experience being a backup quarterback we've talked about it we had uh Brandon Olson of the locked on Gators podcast come on and talk about it locked on SEC talked about it so I mean everybody's talked about Kyle Trask but now here's Kyle himself finally at least on this show uh talking about being a backup his experience as a backup quarterback uh taking the opportunity to be a starter uh, as asked by ESPN's Jen hey Kyle uh
1: welcome to Tampa first of all um you're a guy that is no stranger to the backup role coach Bruce Arians told us he's a guy who's fought his ass off to get where he is excuse my French um can you just talk about your journey from high school where you were a backup to then getting an opportunity at Florida and just you know kind of what you've learned about yourself um from having to kind of be in that understudy role
3: yeah you know my journey at to get to where i'm at now has definitely taught me a lot of lessons that i still carry with me today you know when you're you're back up for however many years that was and you learn that you got to compete every single day you know there's no days off um if you have if your goal at the end of the day is to step on that field you know one day you got to compete every single day and that's something that i've taken with me you know once i you know was a starter at florida because it's one thing to you know finally be the starter but it's another thing to stay there and then get to where you can take that next level. Um and I think that's definitely something that's helped me get to this point and something I'm gonna you know take with me is that you know no matter what day it is, no matter what you know depth um I am, you know, on the roster or whatever, you know, I'm gonna compete every day and you know, try to get a little bit better every opportunity that I can.
2: All right, once again, that was rookie quarterback Kyle Trask talking about being a backup and preparing. Uh, as best he can to get as good or become the the best quarterback that he can possibly be. And, and James, I have to say, a little bit Brady esque in some of the things that he said, and I can't help but kind of go back and draw those parallels of of uh, you know undersold quarterbacks, underestimated quarterbacks, quarterbacks that weren't you know necessarily the star as soon as they stepped on uh, the field. I mean, there was an inspirational speech that Tom Brady gave at one point during his career back to the Michigan Wolverine program, talking about how he had to scrap and earn everything he got. Yeah, at Michigan, at you know in New England, everything. Uh, So a little bit Kyle, you know, a little bit Brady-esque there from Kyle Trask. Obviously, I'm not sitting here saying that it's going to spark the same growth and performance. But uh, B.A. did say that he threw some things at Trask, you know, from a defensive disguise point in his very first day on Friday. And Trask reacted to them really well. And then the most interesting thing, I I think, is where Bruce Arians is saying we're throwing a lot at them at once. And Kyle Trask said they're giving us a little bit at a time. And I think that's really good. So the players saying they're giving us a little at a time while the coach is saying we're giving them a lot kind of speaks maybe a little bit to that mental acuity or at least the confidence that Kyle Trask is carrying.
1: Yeah. Well, and of course the, a lot of people on Twitter were jumping at the opportunity to rip into Kyle Trask for throwing an interception. There were people ripping Joe Tryon and and Jason light because Tryon had a knee procedure. Uh, look, you know, this was a draft class of depth. This was a draft class of development. People out there already saying that this is the worst draft class in Jason Light's tenure. Uh, they have a they have an axe to grind, I think, specifically against Kyle Trask because they're Florida State fans or they're Miami fans, and they're just crying about a Florida Gator joining the Buccaneers. I like what I've seen from the kid. I'm looking forward to seeing more from him and I'm excited to see how he does as we continue to get, you know, more into the off season programs. Finally, of course we did hear from the final pick of day two of the draft and that was offensive lineman, Robert Hainsey. And he was talking about how the team is working him at center. Of course, David, we know that that was a position that, that he got a a few reps at the senior bowl, as well as a guard, uh, you know, the team is prepping him and playing him as a center. It, it, it taught him more about the game. It was a new challenge. It was fun. Uh, hansey mentioned KJ Britt. We're going to talk more about that on tomorrow's episode. And it said that KJ Britt was one of the standouts to him on the first day and then of course Hainsey gave us the quote of the day and that was that he prefers drive blocking to pass blocking then he quoted University of Pittsburgh offensive line coach Joe Moore who told Hall of Fame offensive lineman Russ Grimm quote there's no greater feeling than
2: to be able to move a man from point a to point b against his will yeah and that's that's an amazing quote and then uh to just draw a little bit of a parallel there Hainsey comes from Pittsburgh and of course University of Pittsburgh where Russ Grimm went to college football was taught that line just amazing stuff about uh the story about how Russ Grimm didn't want to be an offensive lineman but then became one and that quote really kind of motivated him it's I think it's a great quote and just again um I've never been an offensive lineman but yeah the feeling of moving a man from one point to another against his will would be uh, pretty cool. Um, what else is pretty cool, James, is the fact that our listeners, you and I as well, can go to betonline.ag for all of our sporting action needs because they are the fastest and easiest way to bet on all sports, whether it be baseball, NBA action, hockey, playoff action, or UFC, MMA. There was some horse racing this weekend. Head over to betonline.ag on your laptop or your mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. And don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to or in the playoffs head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code locked on bet online, your online sports book experts.
1: Wrapping things up here on a Monday edition of the locked on bucks podcast. And during that last commercial break, I went to BetOnline.ag and I bet on the Tampa Bay lightning to win the Stanley cup finals. So how about that, David?
2: Uh, I've already got $100 on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to repeat the Super Bowl champions. I also have already
1: bet on that as well. But enough about our gambling. uh, Let's go ahead and jump over to a voicemail that we have from one of our listeners.
0: Hey, guys. It's Dan from Orlando. Uh, Just reacting to the schedule release, um, week one versus Cowboys, like, I feel like that's kind of a slap in the face of Tampa, like you guys are saying pretty much. it's all, The narrative's all about the Cowboys. But with that being said, we have a chance to keep the narrative of the Cowboys sucking going. Because if they come out and win against Tampa, they're going to have a lot of confidence, and that could project Cowboys into being actually something this year, as long as Prescott stays healthy. But if we come out and we just straight-up destroy them, like they have the talent to do, then they still suck, and their confidence will be low. So I'm perfectly happy with that. As a personal uh, hater of the Cowboys, I absolutely hate the Cowboys. I think they're the farthest thing from America's team. Now, they get the highest ratings because everybody, the majority of people, hate the Cowboys and want to see them lose. So they watch the Cowboys to watch them lose and cheer against them. That's why they get such high ratings on in the primetime game. Most people hate them. I, I, I cannot imagine the Cowboys having the biggest fan base. I think, that's, I think that's false. But then you go into the next few weeks later, you know, the, the game against New England, the two road games are, you know, next to that with the Rams and then going back home and then going off to Philly, that's pretty crappy. Um, I did notice that the New England tickets for the game, the cheapest ones, are $1,400. That is insane. That is highway robbery. The uh, Kraft family should be ashamed that they're selling tickets, the cheapest tickets, at Gillette Stadium, for $1,400. That's just absurd. But, anyways, that's all I got. Thanks. Go Buck.
1: All right. Thank you very much for the call. And and a couple of quick reactions that I have. Uh, First is about the ticket prices. Those ticket prices are not set by the Patriots organization or the Kraft family. What you are seeing is the secondary ticket market. Those are fans that have purchased those tickets with the sole purpose of reselling them for ridiculous profits. So yeah, that has nothing to do with the Patriots. Those are, I mean, even if you're seeing them on Ticketmaster, if you click on those tickets, they are verified resale tickets. They are not, you know, that's not the face value of the tickets. And the other thing that I will say is, as much as it annoys me, is that, yes, unfortunately, the Cowboys do have the biggest fan base of any NFL team, and there's a reason why 31 of the NFL teams have a revenue-sharing agreement amongst their uh, merchandise sales. The one team that is not a part of it is the Dallas Cowboys because Jerry Jones found a way to get out of that agreement because his merchandise sales for his team are so much higher than
2: everyone else. He didn't want to lose that money on the revenue sharing. It's not really something the Dallas Cowboys did. Like, So so first of all, you you play in the largest state, in in the country so you have that going for you uh for for a little while there there was no team in houston at all Um, but even when there was a team in houston houston is like really close to the to the gulf coast there. like so when you look at the expanse of population that is the quote unquote local market for houston and all that like dallas has just has such a, a bigger reach because of where they're geographically located in the state of texas and then the fact that the state of texas is huge and then look at the map and the states that border Texas and how many of them have NFL franchises? I don't think any of them do. Like it, it's it's one of those things where there's just there's a very starved population for team options. Like you look at California, that's a big state too, but they've usually had what three teams uh, for most of their history. And even then, uh, when you know when, now that the Raiders have left California, a lot of Raiders fans followed them out to Vegas. So I don't give the Dallas Cowboys credit for having that large fan base. I think some of it is just kind of well duh they they're the for the they're the biggest action in Texas and for a little while there they were the only action in Texas so of course they're going to have a large fan base i mean they're like four times the size of Florida alone and Florida's got three teams uh splitting just that state's demographic let alone you know the 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 state of Georgia has a team of their own and then Alabama's right there as well so anyway i digress i don't honestly think that the Cowboys getting scheduled to face the Buccaneers in week 1 is a slap in the face against the Buccaneers and i think that's Maybe something that needed to be clarified from my my little rant at the end of last week. Um, it's not so much about the Buccaneers as much as it is about the opening. Like I said, it's more about the opening game and that to me, that should be held in higher regard. And you should, like I said in the episode, and then I wrote for WTSP, uh, 10 Tampa Bay, you should have to earn that spot. You know what I mean? I'm not saying they should put like a qualification on it so that every year you know who's going to go. Like, I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying like a team getting in there on the logo and the history and just the name alone. I just don't like that kind of stuff, but that's, that strikes a nerve with me just from a, from a value standpoint, that has nothing to do with football to be quite honest with you. And I totally get it from a business standpoint. It makes a lot of sense. I understand all of that stuff. And then, yeah, ticket prices. Like you said, James, y'all got to be careful out there because unless you're buying it straight from a team rep, like a team, you know, a ticket broker and an account manager and all that stuff like these things get so overpriced and inflated by other people. Uh, And honestly, Here's, here's the best way to keep that stuff from happening is nobody buy the tickets. But, I mean, that's not going to happen. People are going to buy the tickets. People are going to continue to do this. Look at PlayStation 5s came out, what, like seven months ago, James? And they're still not on shelves, and they're still not regularly available because people are buying them in bulk, and then they're selling them for, I don't even know what the, what the markup is. But people keep buying them, which is why they keep going and doing it. So, anyway, I digress. Listen, if you want to see Tom Brady in action, if you want to see the Super Bowl champs in action, 17 bucks. You can go see them play preseason against Cincinnati Bengals. Too easy. Make it happen. Yeah, well, and as
1: far as, as any other reaction to the schedule, I talked about it on my Friday solo episode. I wrote it up on Friday for WTSP.com. Uh, I, I think the Bucs do have a pretty rough stretch, and I do think they kind of got a little bit of the shaft. But Bruce Arians came out, and he said on, on Friday that he thought the schedule was a pretty good one. And he wasn't worried about Tampa having to go to L.A., then come back home, then go up to New England. He said they've done things like that plenty of times before, but he's really happy about the week nine And Honestly, who isn't? With that, David, we are out of here. But if you want to get more of the sports news you need in less time, do so with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you're checking out everything David and I are doing over at BucksNation.com and WTSP.com. Follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucs, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to each other. And we thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks.